Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. How are we doing today, babes? Are we surviving out there? Are we feeling hopeful? If you are also here in Toronto or in Ontario, you know, we're taking baby steps towards a little bit of a brighter future. Lucky to have dose one of my vaccine. I'm a Moderna bitch. We're good. I'm very lucky that I had no side effects after getting my shot. A bunch of my friends did, and it sucked. So I'm sorry to hear that some of you have had some bad reactions, but I am one of the lucky ones. Obviously, if you haven't been vaccinated, go get vaccinated so we can all go outside of our homes very soon. Okay, cool. I was supposed to be on a lovely park date tonight with a very attractive man. Unfortunately, Toronto has decided that it is not summer anymore. We got rain and a little bit of snow today, which was just lovely. And my park date got canceled, rescheduled. And I'm okay with it. (sighs) Like, I'm a little bit disappointed because the guy's cute. And I'm looking forward to potentially exploring this connection. And I'm really sick of not getting laid on a regular basis. (laughs) But you know what? We rescheduled to next week and it's going to be okay. So as I sit here, not on a date... I have found myself reminiscing of dates of the past. Part of this is because in a normal world, if it's raining, that doesn't mean you have to reschedule a date. You just move it into a bar or a restaurant. And unfortunately, that's not currently an option. So this has me reflecting. And I really think throughout the past week or so, I've been reflecting on many things. Um, I've been extra horny, (laughs) uncomfortably. I had a little, had a short period of time where I had some regular sex and now it is gone again and I'm back on the hunt and yeah, I'm just ragingly horny. So it's fine. I'm just masturbating two to three times a day. That's helping me out. And I have been using that time to reminisce about really wonderful sexual experiences of the past. So babes, let's take a walk, okay? Let's take a little memory lane walk tonight. Today, this afternoon, I don't know what time you're listening to this. For me, it's tonight. I've got my drinks on the go. I've got my cannabis on the go. I'm feeling good. And yeah, I got myself off right before I started recording. So I am ready and reveling in some of the spice we're going to chat a little bit about today. So the theme of the men we will chat about today is going to be amazing first dates that then went nowhere. (laughs) So people who then I have not seen again, but it was really just such a wonderful first date and such a fantastic sexual experience that I look back on these memories really, really fondly. Did I want some of them to be more than one date? Yeah, 100%. Is there someone on this list that like might be a date in the future? Uh, Your girl's got hope. (laughs) But as it stands, these five dates we're going to chat about tonight were not intended to be one night stands, but kind of turned into one night stands. So have a seat, grab a drink, let's fucking dish. Okay, are you comfortable? Are you cozy? Are you fucking ready? (laughs) Okay, so let's start with the most recent of the five and we'll work our way backwards. Now this very, very, very handsome man (laughs) I had matched with on Bumble. Uh, And I haven't met that many people on Bumble in general, but this was a match. And we're going to call him Trevor. So when I matched with Trevor, I thought it was a catfish profile. A hundred percent. He had, I think he had two, maybe three photos. Uh, 
again, I cannot stress this enough, quite beautiful. He had, like, silver fox hair, just a little bit of scruff, like, this jawline, babes. He wore these, like, really nice kind of thicker rimmed glasses. He was a great dresser, and it was just like, okay, Trevor, you're a beautiful man, and you probably don't exist. So, yeah, I swiped for him, and we matched, and I was like, okay, just further solidified that this wasn't a real thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, okay, I know I can pull in some tens, but, you know, I have good days and bad days where I think that I can pull tens. <laughs> and this is the day where I was like, ah, I don't think this is, like, a real ten. So let's see. So I messaged him, and he responded quite quickly. I was like, okay, okay. So we chatted a little bit, and... I think I made a joke about his profile coming across catfishy and he apologized for not having a lot of photos. He suggested that we get on Snapchat and he can send me some more photos. So it, initially I'm like, Snapchat's a red flag for me, babes. If someone wants to talk on Snapchat, they're just trying to see my tatas before we develop a connection. And that's just not my jam, you know? It was my jam in my earlier ho days, but it is not my jam any further. So I still wanted to see if he was a real person. So I was like, okay. So we connect on Snap. He's also in his 40s. And is that like a question? Like if he ends up listening to this episode, he's like, I'm actually 39. He's definitely in his 40s. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, if he's in his 40s, he's probably not a fuck boy. Like, he, I don't know why he's on Snapchat, but whatever. We're going to see what's up. So connect on Snapchat, sent a couple more photos through, but it was like the same fucking photo. Like it looked like a picture you might see in a magazine or something like that. So it just didn't come across like it was real. And I was still just keeping my expectations quite low, you know, just to like safeguard. So we chatted for a little while and then we made plans to meet up. And uh, important thing I did mention, he doesn't live here. He lives, guess where, babe? Where do all the hot men in the universe live or move to? Calgary. <laughs> He fucking lives in Calgary, and he, we had matched because he often traveled to Toronto for work. So when we first connected, it was like, okay, this obviously isn't going to be a regular thing, like super common. Like I wouldn't see him very frequently, but when we were chatting, he mentioned that he was in the city quite often, like on a monthly basis, and always stayed kind of at the same place, and this sounded like something that could be fun and ongoing and exciting. So decided to roll the dice. So we made plans to go out, and it was like up until 20 minutes before I went on this date that I still expected to show up and have him be someone different, or not show up, or something. I still got ready for this date. We were meeting at a little bar on King West that had cheap wine. I was really excited about it, but still expecting I might show up and he might look nothing like I thought he would look. And then I realized, like 10 minutes before I got to this place, that on Snapchat it had his full name. So I, if I have someone's full name, I can obviously find out anything about them on the internet because I'm definitely a bit of an FBI bitch. So I just fucking found his Facebook and he looked exactly like that and had all these connections. So I was like, okay, I think this guy's actually real life. So I show up to the date, I beat him there, I got us seats and he walked in and he was gorgeous. Like looked exactly like his photos, maybe hotter and babes. Like, he was a fucking 10. He was a very, very attractive man. Still to this day, 
Like, I think, oh, it's tough. There's been a lot of men in my bed. I think he's, like, top five for most attractive men I've actually been with. Uh, so, Trevor, not Trevor, if you're listening, you are very attractive. <laughs> so, we had this really fun date, and we split a bottle of wine, and we had really great conversation. It was quite seamless, and I was having a really, really nice time. So, we finished the bottle of wine, and we're kind of like, what do we do? Like, do we want to have another drink? And he was like, well, I am staying at a hotel around the corner. If you want to come for another drink. And he was like, obviously, no pressure, like, no expectations, which was really, really sweet. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to have sex with you. <laughs> I would like to have sex with you, please. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to go back to your hotel. That sounds great. So you're staying at this place not that far away and gorgeous hotel. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but absolutely beautiful. One of the nicest hotels that I've been in. It's like kind of a boutique hotel here in Toronto. And yeah, so we had some more wine and we just kind of like cuddled a little bit in bed and talked about anything and we watched some silly YouTube shit and talked about music and laughed and then made out a little and then we fucked <laughs> and babes oh my god he looked even better naked like oh my god just beautiful just a beautiful beautiful man and he was super fun in bed and like put in work and it came so many times and then we cuddled and it was really nice and it was quite late and it was a school night. I had to work in the morning. And he offered that I could stay the night, which was so sweet. So I stayed over and we cuddled and we fucked again in the morning. And oh my God, it was such a fucking fantastic night. And then I got up and I went straight to work <laughs> in the clothes I wore to my date, which was great. And it was like really like a 10 out of 10 experience. And I was so excited to see him again, and we made plans for not that long after, and then something came up, and then work situation shifted, and then he wasn't going to be in Toronto, and then COVID hit, and just fucked us all up. So I have not seen this man again, and you know what? That was a bummer, because I was hoping to have many, many more orgasms with him. So I'm just going to put this out into the universe, or if you're listening, not Trevor, uh, invitation's very much still open. <laughs> so please, anytime you're in the city, anytime whatsoever, give me a call. I will literally drop anything I'm doing to send some time. <laughs> so next we're going to move on to a boy. This is definitely that, that Trevor was a man. This is a boy. But a super, super fantastic experience. So we're going to call him Carrie. And Carrie and I met organically, IRL. Like, remember when that used to happen? Remember when you used to be able to meet people in real life? Oh my god, just the thrill of it. So I was out with my good friend and a millions at Baby Huey's, our favorite bar, back when it was open. <laughs> I'm so sad. Shout out to Huey's. So we're at this bar, getting a little bit lit, and there was these two young cuties. And... I don't remember exactly how the conversation started, but I, I think, I don't know if I started a conversation with them or they said something to us. Uh, they were quite a bit younger, and Edna Millions is a little older than I am, so she was immediately not really interested in anything spicy with these two boys. But the one guy who was the older guy was quite cute, and I was feeling it, and he 
we, we started chatting and flirting, and I was giving him shit because his first name is the same. Obviously, it's not actually Carrie, but his first name is the same as a famous person's last name. So I called him that famous person's full name the entire night. So as an example, if his first name was Douglas, then I called him Michael Douglas all night long. And it, again, it wasn't exactly that, but it was ridiculous, but it was fun. So we were just having a good time. I was giving him a bunch of shit. Turned out that he was in town. The, the younger guy was his brother, and they were in a band together from L.A., right? Cute, hot L.A. boys. I'm into it. I was feeling it. And he looked like a band boy. He had kind of scruffy hair and just super fucking cute. So we chatted kind of back and forth, and... Nothing was going to happen. Like, they were just in town briefly. Like, their show had been earlier that night. But they kind of told us a bit about their band, and then they left. Now, being the FBI person I am, I, like, found their band on Instagram, like, followed. And then I sent a message at, like, whatever, 1 o'clock in the morning, because this girl shoots her shot, and just said, hey, this message is for, (laughs) we'll call him Michael Douglas. Uh, I had a really nice time meeting you tonight. You're super cute. If you want to hang before you leave town in a couple of days, let me know. And I heard back from him, and he was like, yeah, that sounds great. So we made plans to go out the next night. So our first date, I'm realizing now this is like it was kind of a two-night thing. But that wasn't a date. That was just like whatever. I met him. It's fine. I'm still sticking to my theme. I'm trying to stay on theme, okay? Carrie and I plan, I'm just going to call him Michael Douglas. I feel like that's easier. Michael Douglas and I decided to go on a date the next night. So we met at Convenience, really cute bar in the West End that is also gone right now, which is sad. And it was a super fucking cute date. So he showed up and he was in this like really cute, nice button up shirt. He like tidied himself up a little bit and we had dinner and it was like, it was like Taco Tuesday. So we had cheap tacos and beers and just laughed and talked and we listened to all the same bands growing up so it was just like nostalgic conversation and because of my experience with my ex-husband being in a band and doing a bunch of touring with them I had a lot of fun like band touring memories and it was fun to hear his band tour memories and it made me feel a little bit young again okay (laughs) he was I think he was in his early 20s and this wasn't long ago this was just a couple years ago so uh It was fun, and I was feeling it. So we shifted locations. We went to Death and Taxes, a cute little cocktail bar just up the street to have cocktails. Had a couple of cocktails, like split a couple of cocktails there, which was really cute. And got a little closer, got a little flirtier, started to get a little touchy, you know. Like, there's chemistry. It's brewing. It's cooking. We're feeling it. And so we were going to maybe order another drink. And he's like, do you want to get another drink? Uh, Do you want to go somewhere else? And I was like, I feel like we should probably just, like, head back to mine. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a great idea. (laughs) So we got in an Uber, went back to my place, had another drink, and just kept talking for a couple more hours. Like, really fun, seamless conversation, sat on the balcony for a little bit, just really, really good. And then we got in bed, and it was like, ugh. It was really fucking fun. I think all the nostalgia of the evening and talking about these like like being young and touring with bands and making out in vans it just like it felt kind of like high school makeouts and it was a little bit sloppy and he was a little bit fumbly and it was a little bit wholesome (laughs) but it was so fucking fun and the sex was so fun and he stayed over and he went home like early well went home went back to wherever they were staying in the morning because they had to like move their van (laughs) 
But yeah, it was really, really fun. And it was basically like, hey, if you're ever in LA, look me up. Like, if you're ever in Toronto, look me up. And we stayed connected on Instagram, and it was really fucking sweet. It was super good vibes. Uh, And I almost saw him again when I went to LA, and I texted him, and we messaged back and forth, and we made actual plans to spend time together when I was in LA. And two days before I went to LA, he was like, hey, sorry, I got a girlfriend now, so, like, I can't hang out with you. (laughs) Two days before I went. So that was a little bit disappointing, uh, and obviously I did not see him again. Me and Michael Douglas were not meant to be, uh, and I still had a fucking incredible time in L.A., but I didn't get fucked by Michael Douglas, so I was disappointed. Uh, But you know what? You can't win them all. Can't always fuck Michael Douglas. All right. Just just to clarify, I have no interest in fucking Michael Douglas. (laughs) Okay, next we're going to talk about Adrian, and... Full disclosure, this was a weird date, but it was really fucking cool, okay? So, like, the next two stories are kind of like that. Weird, but cool. And memorable. So, Adrian and I matched, and it's funny because when I had talked about Trevor, the first story, and I how I swore he was a catfish, Adrian was kind of a catfish. So, all of his photos were from, like, a dozen years earlier, <laughs> So he was also in his mid-40s, so all of his photos were basically from his early 30s. And he, he did look different. (laughs) So he had alluded when we were chatting initially to the fact that his photos were a little bit dated. But, I don't know, I was kind of getting vibes, like weird vibes. He was being a little bit dodgy, kind of about some stuff, just like a little bit vague. Uh, He had mentioned... He was kind of alluding to the fact that he had money. He was, like, kind of a big deal. So that was why he was, like, keeping some details kind of under the radar. Like, when I think back to it, it was kind of weird. There were some weird things that popped up. But I was feeling it. I was like, yeah, let's go on this date. We were having interesting conversation. Uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, sure, let's roll the dice. So we went on a date in my neighborhood. This is when I was living in the Junction. We went to the Hole in the Wall, which was my favorite first date bar. I've been to more first dates at Hole in the Wall than anywhere else in the universe. Uh, Perfect first date bar. Can't say enough wonderful things about it. So we met there, and as I'm sitting there, the door's opening a couple of times, and I see people walking in, and there's, like, this one guy walked in who was, like, 80. And I was like, oh, my God, if that's him, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) But obviously it wasn't. So he showed up, and he was still good looking. He was handsome. He was not as attractive as his photos, but he was still a good-looking guy. So I was like, okay. He did kind of give me a heads up that they were older photos. Like, he didn't really lie about it. It's still a little bit weird, but, like, you know what? Sure, I'm into it. So he sat down. We got cocktails. Started talking. Conversation was pretty good. I was feeling it, and then, like, had a couple more drinks, started to loosen up, and I was just feeling more comfortable with him. Conversation got even more fun. And then we started just joking around and shooting the shit and kind of, like, giving each other a little bit of shit. And that's always fun on a first date when you can banter back and forth a little bit. So we had a few drinks, and he wanted to smoke some weed. So he's like, let's just go out to my car, and we can smoke, and then, like, maybe we can, like, grab a drink somewhere else or something like that. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So went out to his car. He has this super fucking cool car, okay? And, like, I don't give a shit about cars. I don't care. But this was, like, a red convertible (laughs) and it looked really flashy and sporty and I was fucking feeling it and smoking weed in this red convertible felt really cool so that was fun 
And so we went to another bar, and I can't remember now what bar it was, because we only had one drink there. It was just like, okay, what are we going to do next? Now, at this point, things are starting to get a little spicy, okay? When it started when we were smoking weed in the car, just like getting a little handsy, just like, you know, feeling out some of the electricity, seeing what's going on, and that was super fun. I was feeling good vibes. I was like, okay, I'm getting a little bit lit, getting a little bit cozy. I'm like, yeah, this is good. I think I'm, I'm feeling some sexy vibes here. Let's see how this goes. So at the time, I was with my ex-husband. We were still together, obviously open relationship, and but I couldn't bring him home. And the night was kind of getting to that point where we make a decision, are we going to be fucking or not fucking? And we wanted to have sex. So I was like, we can't go back to my place. Can we go to yours? And then he's like, no, we can't go to mine. And he couldn't really explain why. And he's like, let me go make a call. And I was like, okay. So he went and made a call. And he was gone for like 25 minutes. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, and it, at this point, I'm like, uh, is he married? Is that what's going on? Like, what's happening? Should I be getting out of here? Like, is this a red flag? Like, what's going on? So he came back and he explained. And he kind of explained that he had like a roommate that was crushing with him who was home and like had friends over. So he that's why he didn't want to go there. And Anyways, it was, like, enough of a story that it seemed like it checked out. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I'm like, okay, it's just not in the cards. And he's like, no, no, like, let me just get us a hotel. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I will not turn down hotel evenings, as I mentioned earlier. I love hotels. It's nice to stay at hotels. They're swanky. Like, fuck yeah. How do you get to my heart? Take me to a hotel. <laughs> like a nice one, though, not like a Motel 6. Because I've done that, and it's not a good time. And those are all horrible memories. <laughs> So he ended up getting a room at the Drake Hotel. Now, the Drake Hotel, I had been to a bunch of times, but never in the actual hotel rooms. I hadn't been, hadn't seen any of them. And it's gorgeous. Like, their hotel rooms are so beautiful and just really stylish and classy. And it was awesome. And I'm sure quite expensive. So we get this hotel room <laughs> last minute. And... I'm just kind of, like, vibing on this night. I'm like, what is happening? He paid for everything. I get to drive around in this fucking swanky car, and then he takes me to this really nice boutique hotel. So, like, yeah, I'm feeling it. So we started making out, and he went down on me, and that was great. And then we started to fuck, and it was like, I was really getting into it. It was super fun. And then he started to, like, get a little bit more dominant, and it was good. But then his dirty talk was super weird. <laughs> Like, really, really weird. It was like, I can't even describe it. It was like, he was trying to be dominant, but they were questions. It was like, he was telling me what he wanted me to do, or what he wanted to do to me. But he just like, it was, there was like this, this lack of confidence. There was this inflection at the end, you know? Like, oh my god, I want to like, hold you down and fuck you. <laughs> like, do you like how I feel when I'm inside you. <laughs> like, okay, I know I'm exaggerating, but it was like he was kind of unsure. <laughs> so everything after that was fantastic. Um, but then it was just weird. And it ended up just like kind of putting a weird vibe into it. And so I had like got a bunch of times already, but then I like didn't come again for the rest of the time we were fucking. And then just kind of like wrapped it up. I was like, okay, this is taking a direction I'm not really interested in. So I didn't even stay over because I felt weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so 
And he was, like, quite surprised. It's like, we have this hotel room all night. And, like, your girl likes hotels. I did not want to sleep beside him. He was giving me weird vibes. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Uh, so I left, and that was fine. So fourth story we're going to go into. Uh, I matched with this guy who was not conventionally attractive, but very classy. He was a very classy-looking man. He looked quite expensive. And as you can tell from these stories, these two stories happened quite close together. And I was kind of in, like, a rich guy phase, okay? We've had them. It's fun. Sometimes your girl likes to get a little bit spoiled, okay? So I had a rich guy phase. So when I matched with this guy, he had, like, mentioned in his profile that he was looking for, like, sugar baby type scenarios. And alluded to a high caliber or a high quality lifestyle and whatever. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, this sounds fun. Let's like, let's go on a date with this guy. So we made plans to go on a date at this wine bar downtown that was the main floor of a hotel. So that sounded classy. I was like, fuck yeah. And he's like, we made plans for the afternoon. It was like I was meeting him at like one o'clock. We were going to have some wine and that sounded really nice. Anyways, I show up to this date and he looks, again, it's like, he was wearing a really nice, like, tan-colored suit, like, a really crisp white shirt. He, he was probably, like, if he, wa- if he wasn't so fancy, he would be, like, a five. But he was, like, a seven. And so I was, like, yeah, I'm feeling it. And very well-spoken, very, like, just came across very kind and authentic, which was not quite what I was expecting and just really quite nice. So we had a couple of glasses of wine, and he was talking about his dog, and I love dogs. And so he's like, if you'd like, you can meet her. I just live upstairs. And I was like, oh, babes. He lives in this hotel. And this is a swanky hotel downtown Toronto. So I was like, yeah, I would love to meet your dog and see your fucking cool hotel room. Um, yeah, so did you know that all of these hotels downtown have, like, actual condos in them? Because I didn't. Uh, and they're gorgeous. So this place was like floor to ceiling windows. It was massive. Like the biggest, I can't call it apartment, the biggest condo I'd ever been in. The biggest living space I feel like I'd ever been in. And it was full of marble and it was just so absolutely gorgeous. And his dog was so cute and that was so fun. And then we started, oh no, we like danced. He like put on music and we like slow danced in his space and it was just really quite lovely. And then we fucked and it was fine. (laughs) That was like the least exciting part of the date overall. Obviously the most exciting part of this date was just like the flashiness. It felt like I was in a movie. It was just super fucking fancy, and that was awesome. So if you have an opportunity to go on a date that's inside someone's house who lives in a hotel downtown, you should do it. Like, you should do it. And you're also going to get, like, really expensive scotch, and that's super nice, too. (laughs) All right, babes, I got one more for you, okay? So this one, uh, when I've told this story before, I have colloquially called him the thick dick banker. (laughs) Uh, And this is, like, this date raised my standards. So this was the first 
wildly attractive man I had sex with. So, like, like an Adonis, beautiful man. Kind of man who should be on the cover of a romance novel. He, like, was super, like, buff and tall and, like, these broad shoulders and this intense jawline, like, and these dark eyes. Oh, my God, babes. Like, I'm starting to lose the picture of him because it was a while ago that we slept together and I only saw him this one time and... I'm like, I'm starting to lose it. Like, and that's so heartbreaking because I don't want to forget this memory of this gorgeous man and his wildly terrifying penis. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to call him Jared. We matched on Tinder and chatted back and forth a little bit. And he didn't have a, like, I think he had like one or two photos, but I could tell he was very handsome. So we had matched on Tinder, and it took us months to meet up. He was, like, always traveling for work, but we kind of kept in touch. And I didn't know if I was ever actually going to see him, but I wasn't ready to, like, give up on the idea of it because he was so handsome. And so it worked out. And one day he was like, yeah, like, let's meet after work. We decided to meet at a patio down by the water, and he was going to meet me right after work. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So got myself like a little bit more decked out than normal because I was like, oh my God, this man is so attractive. <laughs> like I need to fucking do this and like get myself really fucking hyped up. So got myself dressed up. I think I even wore heels and babes, like I can count on like two hands how many times in my life I've worn heels. I'm just like not a heels bitch, okay? I like to be comfortable. It's fine. <laughs> but I wore fucking heels. He was also giant. Like, I think he was, like, 6'5 or something. Just a massive man. So I show up to this date. He's already there. He looks so good. Uh, he was wearing, like, dress pants and, like, just, like, a crisp white dress shirt with, like, a couple buttons undone. And he had just gotten back from a trip, so he was super tan. It was just, like, glistening sitting on this patio. So I came over, he like kissed me on the cheek, it was really cute, and I sat down, he ordered us drinks, and so we ordered, I think I was drinking cider at the time, and he was like, I think I'm going to get a shot, do you want one? And I was like, yeah, for sure, and he's like, I usually shoot Jameson, and I was like, oh my god, like, your girl shoots Jameson, that's my go-to 100% of the time. So immediately I was like, okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> so we got a couple shots of Jameson, we started talking. So more shots came, more shots came. <laughs> uh, we had a couple more drinks and after a couple of hours, I was like giddy, <laughs> just on the attention and validation from this man sitting across from me. He was just, he was worldly and he just, like, it felt like a movie. It really just did not feel like real life. Like, I felt like I was being punked a little bit because he just, yeah, he was a fucking catch. So after a few hours, he starts talking about his, he has this huge balcony in his apartment. And he's like, I feel like you should come up and see my balcony. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, Jared. I'd love to see your balcony. So he lived like around the corner. He'd obviously planned this accordingly. And at this point, I think I had already like told myself that this was the only time I was going to see this man. I just could feel it. There was something about it that felt like this is going to be like one amazing night. So let's fucking make it count, Bay Savage. Let's go get that dick. 
So we walk to his place. I'm like fucking stumbling in heels because I like, don't know how to be an adult. I'm like holding onto his arm and like his arms are so thick. Oh my God, they're like tree trunks. I was like, what is happening right now? I'm just swooning, already wet. So we go up to his condo, beautiful condo, huge balcony. It was really gorgeous. He like got me another drink, immediately takes off his shirt. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I have a bit of a sunburn. Can you put some aloe on me? Like, obviously. <laughs> like, at, and at this point, it's like, okay, this whole situation just didn't feel like real life, but I was fucking here for it. <laughs> so I, like, start rubbing this man's body. <laughs> like, thinking back to it, I just, I want to be a fly on the wall for my own date. Because it was, I was just, like, behind him, like, what? Oh, my God. This is, hap- this is happening. Do you feel what this man feels like? you feel what this back feels like? <sighs> okay, sorry. I'm getting a little excited. <sighs> Deep breaths. I can get through this story. So I have my hands all over his body, and he's like, I feel like it's not fair that you're wearing more clothes than I am. <laughs> and he's just like, it's cheese. It's cheese. But I'm so here for it because he's so beautiful. I would literally do anything he wanted me to. So take off a couple of layers, we're making out a little bit, it was super hot, he was very commanding, dominance was quite intense, and that was exactly what I wanted, and oh my god, he was such a good kisser, and he just like, he had these huge hands, it was just a a lot, it was a lot of man up against me, and like, he like the weight of him because he was just this solid man oh my god I feel like I can still feel him just like the weight of him on top of me and fuck so we start to unpack layers okay because at this point we both still had our pants on and so I'm taking off his pants and I'm feeling him getting harder and like he's just starting to get hard and he seems huge so, like, your girl likes a big dick. I'm a big fan of big dicks, okay? We've talked about this before. So I immediately get even more excited. And obviously, just from a proportional standpoint, I assumed he would be above average. But, babes, I was not prepared. Okay? It's not prepared. So, dress pants come off. My pants come off. He's wearing boxer briefs. And it's like he's got a fucking melon (laughs) growing out of his pants. So we're making out a little bit more, starting to rub up against each other. And I'm feeling him get harder and harder. And holy shit, this dick seems massive. (laughs) Just massive. So he's starting to like get his hands under my panties. We're moving things forward. My hands are in his boxers. We're getting there. And I do my quick confirm, like just a heads up condoms as I do, because that's important. He was like, oh, I'll have to see if I have one. (laughs) I was like, you better fucking have one. And I was like, don't worry if you don't, I have some, because I'm always prepared. Bay Savage always has condoms. And yeah, like, obviously I'm going to bring condoms with me on a date. And he was like, uh, I don't think your condoms will fit. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Jared, like whatever. I've seen condoms go up entire arms. Like what the fuck? And I have magnums with me. It's fine. But babes, like this was a lot of dick. And, and I, this is the only circumstance where I could say 
Okay, I can see how some condoms might be a little bit snug on a, a dick of this girth, okay? So he had his own condoms, and they were, like, extra, extra large, like, shipped in from somewhere condoms. Fine. Condoms, condom, as long as you're wearing a condom, we're good. And he had made a joke when he was looking for condoms. He's like, there's not really a point because there's no way you're going to be able to take this. And what does that sound like, babes? That sounds like a motherfucking challenge. So I was going to take this dick. Come hell or high water, I was getting this dick inside me. And I don't even know how to describe the majesty of this penis. Like, I can't. The closest I can think of for width was, and I'm, I swear I'm not fucking with you, like a pop can. And I know. I, I know that there's babes out there who are cringing a little bit saying, how the fuck are you inserting tall cans into your vagina? <laughs> and, babes, like it took some work. <laughs> it, luckily, I was wildly turned on by this man. He obviously knew how to handle his equipment, and he took his fucking time. Got me super, super revved up, got me off a few times before he penetrated, and babes, I took a bunch of that dick. <laughs> Did I take all of it? Obviously not. I am impaled. I wouldn't have walked for weeks. <laughs> but it was a lot, and I was still sore for like five days. <laughs> And it wasn't even that long. Like, once he got inside me, and I think part of this is because when you have a dick that big, I'm sure it's hard to, like, hard fuck someone, like, to really get into it, right? So he came quite quickly once he entered. <laughs> and that was okay, because it was, like, it was incredible. Uh, the Just the feeling of being filled with that kind of girth. Whew. Like, it changes a person. <laughs> I, like, wobbled out of that apartment. A completely different form of Bay Savage. But it was, it was majestic. It really felt like a god among dicks. Like a leader of the future. The penises of tomorrow. And it was just, it was really wonderful. And then he came. And then I got dressed, made a couple of jokes about how big his dick was, and said I had a really good time, and he called me an Uber. And it, I knew I was never going to see him again. I don't think I even messaged him. Like, now that I think back, I don't even think I tried to see him again, because I just, there was something about the way things ended that it, I just knew it was, that was it. And it was a one-night thing. And it was so magical and so wild that I was okay with it just being that. And... He had alluded to the fact that he was looking for something casual, more of a hookup thing initially. So I wasn't caught out of left field. It wasn't going to be my boyfriend. But oh my God, that thick dick banker. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot. <sighs> All right, babes. Well, I don't know about you, but this has been really fucking fun for me. <laughs> These were five fantastic dates of the past, and I fucking can't wait until we can go on dates at bars and restaurants again so that when it rains, it doesn't fuck with my shit, we can still have a really, really good time. So babes, if you have a really fantastic first date story, send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at BaySavageXO, 
We've got some super fucking exciting shit in the works, babes. You're going to hear about stuff really, really soon. So, babes, thanks for coming and walking with me down this memory lane of mine. Fun dicks from the past, great dates from the past. It's been fun. It's been a good time. And it's not going to be that much longer until we can get back out there, fucking pop girl summer, <laughs> and really fucking enjoy this. Go get vaccinated. This has been yet another episode of Your Place or Mine. I am your host, Bay Savage. I hope you all have an absolutely fantastic day, and I'll be back again for you next Sunday. Bye, babes.